Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Wilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecka's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecka, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome, my friends, to The Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic 
of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring From the Cradle to the Grave, He Not Busy Being Born is Busy Dying, Bob Dylan. What a grim concept. Yet most of us live our entire lives giving as little thought as possible to what happens before we're born and after we die. It's almost as if we're afraid that contemplating death hastens the grim reaper. Then there's the concept of guilt, judgment, hell, and damnation to be considered. Many believe if you, get it right, if you don't get it right, you're doomed to fire and brimstone. At the same time, no one can seem to agree on exactly what right is. It's no wonder that few of us cherish the thought of death and dying. If science is to be believed, energy is neither created nor destroyed. Instead, it changes forms. If that's so, what are the time between death and birth? What form are we in? Where do we come from and where do we go? Do we evolve from lifetime to lifetime or are we just simply recycled? For that matter, what's the point of life and death? With us this hour to delve into the afterlife is Roberta Grimes, author of numerous books on death, dying, purpose, and spiritual evolution. Roberta is a business attorney who spent decades studying nearly 200 years of communications with people from the other side. Using this material and insights from scientific research, she's been able to assemble a detailed picture of what happens after death. Having majored in religion at Smith College and extensively studied the Bible, she's learned that Jesus spoke about God, reality, death, afterlife, and the meaning and purpose of human life. I'm also proud to say Roberta is my sister host in the Exxon Broadcasting family. You don't want to miss her great weekly show, Seek Reality, right here on xzbn.net. You can also find her on her website, robertagrimes.com. Roberta, thanks for joining us on Science & Magic. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. (laughs) Well, it's just fun to have you here again. You've written numerous books on the subject of death, dying, afterlife, purpose, and evolution, including The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, Liberating Jesus, and The Fun of Growing Forever. What drew you as a lawyer to these particular topics? Oh, it, it happened long before I became a lawyer. When I was eight years old, I woke up in the middle of the night and knew there was no God, and I was really, really scared. And in the middle of my room, there was a bright flash of white light, and a voice said, you wouldn't know what it is to have me if you didn't know what it is to be without me. I'll never leave you again. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I thought that was great. When you're eight, of course, everything is surprising, so nothing is. And at the time, I thought, oh, that's handy. If you forget there's a God, they remind you, and I just went back to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that. How pragmatic we are at that age, yes. right? <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, let's start with the concept of dying, it, uh, the fun of dying. That seems kind of like an oxymoron to me. What, what's fun about dying? Everything. I mean, getting there is not fun, as I have had numerous cancer sufferers tell me. It's not fun. But once you get to the point where you're about to die, it becomes amazing and beautiful and fun. I mean, actually, that's kind of a term that came from the dead. I didn't think up that title. They did. Wow. Wow. So you've been communicating with the dead for quite some time, it looks like. How do you do that? Well, we all do. We just aren't aware of it. Um, Everyone has at least one primary spirit guide that's with us through life. And we all have various guides who are there for a season or a reason. They, If you take up knitting, you'll get one that helps you with that or whatever you need. 
And uh, I, we all communicate in our sleep. We leave our bodies. We don't, our minds don't need to sleep, but our bodies do. And we reconnoiter with our guides as well as seeing our dead loved ones and all sorts of things. It's playtime while our body's asleep. We can get, we get to sit out, have a cigarette, do whatever we want to do before we have to go back in the body and it wakes up. And that's how I really communicate. I mean, all of us can do this. All you do is you ask a question we're before going you to, go to sleep. We're going to have to pick up with how we communicate on the other side of this commercial break. Roberta and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Our current episodes are aired daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. In service to our listeners, prior innovative episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. We're proud to be produced by Relmar McConnell Media Company, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? 
Wire crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere. Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Roberta Grimes, the author of many fine books on death, dying, purpose, and spiritual evolution. Her website, robertagrimes.com. Roberta, you were talking about how when we're in our sleep, we actually leave our body and communicate with the dead. Would you carry on with that? I think most, I thought most people knew this, but I guess most people don't. Um, We all are astral travelers. We all have primary and secondary guides, and that's just normal. Um, if, if you ask a question before you go to sleep and then pay attention to what's in your mind first thing in the morning, you'll very often get an answer. To, it may not be the answer you want, but you'll often get an answer to your question. But there's amnesia uh, for these meetings, and you only remember the things that your guides think you should remember. Mm. Why, why do you think so many people are afraid of dying? Uh, because it's something we still don't know about officially. I mean, right now there's a war going on between science and religion, and we're stuck in the middle. Um, Science is atheistic by definition, and they think that means that there can't be an afterlife. A plus B does not equal C in this case. Uh, In point of fact, there's nothing about the afterlife that is religious. It's It's a factual situation. really has nothing to do with religions. But so... Science makes us afraid of death because they tell us there can't be anything after death. And religions make us afraid of death because they tell us it's all bad, scary stuff unless you follow their particular religion. And when there are more than 40,000 denominations of Christianity alone, I mean, hundreds of thousands of religious options, how do you have to guess the right one? Are you probably going to hell? I mean, what a way to live. Yeah, like I said, how do you, if you don't, if nobody can agree on what's right, it's no wonder right. we're half right. afraid of leaving, you know, did I, did I follow the right path here? Exactly. Yeah, Roberta, I, I help people cross quite frequently in, in my line of work. And the ones that seem to suffer the most and are the most terrified are the ones that do not believe in God or an afterlife. 
Why do you suppose that is? Well, because they think that they're going to, you know, they're, they fight death. But, you know, some people in hospices actually say that the ones that are most upset and worried are the Christians because they're sure they weren't good enough. I mean, until you know what the truth is, you really cannot even fathom what's going on. And then you find out, and it's all much more glorious than anybody has ever helped you see. And yet it's so obvious. That's the first thing people realize They've known it all along on a deep level because it's true. And everyone's come and gone many times to a life on earth. Mm, well, you think about it. We spend a third of our time sleeping. How, how, what percentage of our time do we spend out of body uh, between lifetimes? Here's the trick. This is a trick question, although you don't realize it, because there is no time in fact. In the afterlife, which is real life, there is no time. Uh, time is an artifact of this material universe and apparently nowhere else. And this universe, as scientists know, is less than 5% of what exists. So we spend eternity outside of our bodies. But occasionally we um, will come in. It's like I, I tell people, think of it like a bad afternoon in the gym. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're working on your spiritual muscles. You're trying to get strong spiritually. And there's no way to do that there because there's – there's nothing to push against. Perfection does not help you strengthen anything. So we come here to get to get fit. And that's why bad things happen to us. We planned those things so that we, there'd be a way for us to, to use them to grow spiritually. But if we're in yeah, perfection... We it's so different, Gwilda. It's hard for people to fathom how different it is from what they've been taught to believe. If, if, if we're in perfection, why do we need strengthening? Because we want to grow. The, think, of, think of a TV set in your, in your room and all the hundreds of channels on your TV set. Right now, we're, we're, most of us are at a fairly low channel. That's the highest we can go in the afterlife. But, the, but there are very much higher channels, and it's much more fun the higher you go. And when we are there, we begin to crave spiritual growth so we can go higher, as you have never imagined craving anything. And eventually we crave it so much that we say, oh, I guess I got to go to the gym because that's way that's here's where we grow spiritually, not there. And so we do. You know, you say that reality, this reality is not the only reality. Would you go into that a little bit for us? We don't even know how many realities there are. But in point of fact, if you think of the reality we understand as all those many channels, the universe, the entire material universe is at a relatively low vibration. We, it may be the lowest or maybe not quite the lowest. And we have to lower our personal vibrations quite a bit. Everything is energy, right? There's nothing that's physical. Even scientists know that at this point. So, so this is a low vibratory level. Above us are, you know, for all we know, hundreds of vibratory levels. And each one is as big as the universe. And some of them have so part of it is our own afterlife. But there's so much more. It's just impossible to grasp. Some of them are where the little green men come from because uh, are gray men, whatever color the little men are. Uh, and, and for them, they live in what seems to be a spiritual universe that's different from ours. And they can lower their vibration enough to come to ours. It's so complex. It's very difficult for us to understand, although we can see what that exists. It's just that we can't really see the details, not yet. 
Well, it seems fairly logical, um, you know, the way you're putting it, that it's just all a matter of frequency. Because, you know, I can't see a radio wave, but I can certainly tune into it on my radio. Is it something like that? The easiest way to think of it is literally to think of that TV. Because right now it's tuned to this. For, For each person listening, your mind is that TV. And it's tuned to this level of reality and to that body on this level of reality. When you die, all that happens is that TV, which is your mind, tunes to a slightly higher channel, and it picks up a whole new solid-seeming reality in exactly the same place, just as your TV does. Mm. Which brings me to, uh, what can you tell us about consciousness and death? Consciousness is best, the the person who said it best is Professor Max Planck, who won the 1918 Nobel Prize in physics as a father of quantum mechanics. And he understood that what he had found was the fact that consciousness is the base of everything. As he said, we can't get behind consciousness. Everything that we regard as existing postulates consciousness. Well, that's a big thing, right? I mean, that's like, that's saying the universe comes from our minds. What we've come to understand is that there is a great eternal mind, an infinitely powerful energy, and that's the only thing that exists. And each of our minds is part of that eternal mind. So I take it it doesn't have so much to do with the brain. No, the brain is a two-way radio in the head of a meat robot. That's really all it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I've always suspected such. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it, it's true. And, and that's the frustrating thing because scientists basically have been, been trapped by their own uh, dogma of materiality. They know nothing's material now, but because they've got the dogma and they've got the peer-reviewed journals, the university departments. If you want a career in physics, you better believe in the dogma. So they're looking for a source of consciousness in the, in the brain, which is roughly the equivalent of looking for a source of uh, your, your TV newsman inside your TV. It's the same thing. Makes just about as much sense, doesn't it? You've done a lot of research on death and dying. Where do you find your material? Well, there's a lot, but many people are not aware of it. I, what I discovered is that there is a great store of communications received from dead people, primarily through deep trance mediums, received in the late 19th and early part of the 20th century up to about maybe 1940. Wow, that and long I spent, ago. Yeah, I spent a lot of time reading that material uh, because I thought it was going to be, you know, virgin. It was going to be people were seriously studying it there were there were scholars studying it very well preserved a lot of it is there there are books full of this stuff and i figured they weren't in it to make money whereas anything received more recently i assume somebody has a shtick and (laughs) that person is trying to make a living nothing wrong with that but i wanted the truth so i when i had read hundreds of these i realized they all have been in the same place. I say in The Fun of Dying, it's like reading hundreds of accounts of people who over a century of time have been to Fiji. They all had different experiences, but it's all the same physics, the same process, the same pastimes, the same way they dress, the same way they communicate, and the same, all the same notions are there. It's, so it's clearly real. So tell us what you've learned about the death experience. It's fun. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody um, has to get, the, the body has to weaken enough 
so that you can leave it because otherwise it's very resistant to separating out. And what you're built like a Matryoshka doll, basically all these energy bodies and the outer couple are, are going to stay here, but the inner ones are going to leave your body and they don't want to do that. So you have to weaken the body. That part is not fun. If you can manage to die in your sleep or die in a head-on collision or something, it's it's much easier than if you have to be weakened slowly. But when it when it's actually time to die, there's no pain, there's no fear. Everybody is just every. You start to see people that you used to think were dead, loved ones, sometimes pets in the room and you're, you're communicating with them with your mind and you sort of know, you don't really know where you're going, but you know, it's going to be good because here they are and they look great. And then when you leave your body, it's, you, you can sort of feel it. People who have been awake during this process have told us later, they could feel it withdrawing from their, their extremities into their chest. And then it leaves and people sometimes see it leave. It looks like a mist, a gray mist above the body. Then it disappears, the mist does. What happens is it's rapidly raising its vibration to the point where human beings can't see it with our physical eyes. And it forms then into a whole body, which is naked, which is, oh, oh my goodness, I'm naked. And so then immediately your mind clothes you and you're solid and you feel terrific. That's why it's a scary time. People have to be careful when when they're first aware that they're out of their body and you know and there's their deathbed because people around your deathbed are going to be upset once that silver cord that attached you during your lifetime and let you do the astral traveling once that breaks your body's dead and people will be upset if you lower your vibration enough to communicate with them you, they still won't be able to communicate with you but you'll stop seeing the people who've come for you that's how we make ghosts and yes, ghosts are real, and they many times have no idea that they're dead because time doesn't exist for them. Yeah, that that's a that is the pitfall, isn't it? Is if you get interrupted in the process, um, you don't continue walking the stairway to heaven, if you will. You don't continue that uh, raise up through the frequency, and you can get stuck here. Absolutely. What do we do about that? Well, there's there's rescue uh, going on all the time. There are people on Earth who do rescue work. I've been taken through rescuing a woman who died in 1780, I think it was, and uh, had no idea she was dead. It was it was an amazing experience. And I said, how often do you think I should try to do this? He said, all the time. There are so many people who need to be rescued. So that's a whole other thing which most people are not aware of but there are people doing that work and and the dead do it as well the problem the dead have in doing rescue work is that you that usually people who are just out of their bodies that way and the body has has gone usually they can't raise their vibration high enough to see people who have been dead for a while it's it's usually the living or people right after they have well, died we're going to have to pick up with this on the other side <laughs> of another short pause Roberta and I will return to our discussion on the other side. You're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. 
Don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarWalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen.
Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Roberta Grimes. She's an amazing author and the host of Seek Reality Radio, heard right here on xzbn.net. Roberta's website is robertagrimes.com. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Roberta, we were talking about uh, what shamanically we speak of as psychopump work. In other words, helping the dead to cross. Um, what are the pitfalls of engaging in that work? To tell you the truth, I don't know because it's an area where I am not expert. You would be much more expert than I. When I was taken through doing it, um, I, it was with um, uh, Bruce Moen, who had been one of Bob Monroe's uh, initial, original explorers uh, at the uh, Monroe Institute, and he made it very safe and fun. So I'm not sure. Can people get stuck out of their bodies in some way if they do that? I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's lots of different uh, schools of thought, <laughs> but I think the, the the strongest school of thought is if you get your frequency up high enough to help a person cross, it's real tempting to cross with them. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But if people understand that our lives are planned, we plan them with the help of our guides, and we will be really annoyed with ourselves if we don't live out that whole life plan. Even though there are many times in our lives, we'll say. I never would have planned this. I just want to go home. And I hear people all the time saying that to me. But yeah, you did. And and don't short circuit it because what you get out of this is the greatest gift you can possibly get. And that's the gift of greater seeing, greater vision, greater ability to enjoy what is the ultimate pleasure. And that's being dead. Mm-hmm. What What is the after after death life like? <laughs> It looks like Earth on the, on the levels where we enter. Um, it's We traditionally talk of seven levels, but there probably are infinite levels. They're sort of grouped into these seven. The lowest being what Jesus called the outer darkness, where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. And then above it is level two, which is kind of a, a recovery level. Um, purgatory, some people say. The levels above that are levels three through five, which we call the Summerland. And they look just like Earth, only gorgeous. There's no decay, nothing, no leaf ever falls. The colors are so intense. And the colors, uh, so many of them are beyond the visible light spectrum. So they, we can't even imagine them here. But they're, they're amazing colors. And our sight is so much better. We have beautiful young bodies, by the way, and our mind creates them. I'm telling my mind exactly what I want in my body when I get there. <laughs> I'm going to be gorgeous. You won't recognize me. And, and, and uh, we, we have, a, have eyesight, which is so superior to anything on Earth. There was a, a report by a person who died in the early part of the 20th century, I think probably around 1910. I remember this vividly. He had been 
legally blind when he was here and his his kids were anxious to know did he see better now he said i'll tell you how well i can see about what looks like about 50 miles from here there's the the rocky mountains with snow caps and everything and then there are these foothills in between i can see every leaf on every tree on those foothills that's how well i can see so yeah well i was right and and our hearing is much better too everything is better how can we live our lives in such a way that the transition can be fun I think we all kind of know instinctively, uh, you, whatever the question, love is the answer. There is no possible way where to respond to anything that, that happens to us on earth except with love. And that can be very hard. Um, that's what my book, The Fun of Living Forever, is about. It's about how to raise your vibration and use the negative things in your life to do it. It's based in the teachings of Jesus, but people who are not religious can read it because it's not religious and on the other hand people who are religious can read it because you know jesus this is exactly what jesus was talking about in the gospels people just haven't known until recently that he had the what the things he said actually were significant and we can use them to construct what is the easiest method to for to raise your vibration that exists Mm. yeah he pretty amazing man you know i i look i look at the life of jesus and i think well if he did exist he was the greatest shaman that ever walked the earth and if he didn't he's still the greatest shaman that ever walked the earth yeah yeah Yeah, the lessons are amazing exactly right i agree with you so you've also researched communications from the other side could you give some examples of how the dead contact us well, it seems to be something that they, they, they take lessons right after they have um, transitioned. It's not instinctive to, for them. Most of them have to be taught. But the primary things they'll do right uh, after they've died is to give you a familiar scent, to um, maybe give you a little some sound that w- would be familiar. When One widow said that um, she woke up and she heard her husband, as she always had when he was alive, she heard him go through his entire routine for heading off to work and she even heard the door close then she tentatively got up and there had there was nobody outside there was nobody anywhere and all the things he had done like smart make coffee his traditional mess was not there that's the kind of thing they'll do because what he's saying is i'm still alive i still love you Mm. You know, we talked about how sometimes people get interrupted in the death process and end up staying here like haunting spirits. How can a person tell a haunting from a visitation? Hauntings typically um, are are by beings not aware of us. Uh, They very seldom are aware that we're here or, or if they think that they sort of sense that that we're here, they believe that we are the, the illusion. Um, if it's a visitation from a loved one, the, the loved one will do something or familiar or say something familiar. And, uh, you know, you know, you just know, you know. I mean, people say, I, I wasn't sure what made this or that happen, but I could feel he was near me. You know, that mm. the feeling we have when someone's in the room and they're behind us, we can't see us. That You get that feeling and you, you know it's your, it's your loved one. Right, right. It's, it's just a, it's, it's a frequency thing, isn't it? I think so. I mean, it's important to understand everything is energy and we are energy too. And so we are communicating all the time with our surroundings on it, on on the level of energy. We just don't know that we're not aware of it. And it is that that which allows the the people once we, once we die, we are, we can look any way we like. I mean, if you want to look like an earlier life or, or who knows, whatever you want to look like, you can, those who love you will know you by your vibration. Mm. 
How can communicating with the dead help the living? Well, it, it's fun, number one, and, and it reassures you. Um, I hear all the time from widows who uh, are so grateful that their husband is still there and still gives them certain predictable signs. Um, they'll make the fo- the, a phone ring at a certain, a certain time, and when, the, when you pick up the phone, uh, they're not there, and nobody's there. And then when you get the bill later, you find out that, for example, if it was his cell phone and his cell phone is in a drawer and turned off, his cell phone will be what called. I mean, all kinds of things like that. They want to... They love us just as much or more, and they want us to know that. And for, for especially for widows and widowers, it can be such a relief to be knowing that we're still loved. Even if you believe in an afterlife, people worry, is he different? You know, has she changed? Maybe she found someone else there. It's, it's just love. It's all about love. That's really the only thing that exists is love. Well, that, that brings up, are people the same after they die, or are they more omnipotent? That's a great question, actually. In some ways, they're more omnipotent. We have a very powerful, very much larger mind than we think. We think that between 10 and 20% is all we can access from here. It's like we strip down to the shorts and a t-shirt to go to the gym, strip down to a a smaller version of our mind. And we we do resume that. But we're still the same person. Uh, we don't. We don't had to, uh, necessarily get any more knowledge. I mean, we don't become wiser. We just become expanded in some sense as the person that we still are. Um, be good if you could suddenly know everything, but that doesn't happen. So we have a ceiling based on our processing. We have a ceiling based upon our capacity to love. It's mm-hmm. that simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's about the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's that's what it is, and and that ceiling, by the way, we can raise to an infinite degree. We just have to uh, become PhDs in love, which starts at the point of saying you you have to love everyone equally. That's the that's the starting point. From there, you can go to an infinite height. We we don't know how high it goes. Can we trust what the dead say as higher truth, or is it it no more accurate than when they were alive? So say, for instance, how do you know you're talking to someone that's crossed, dropped their robes, and attained more love, or someone that didn't make it across? You know, just because they're dead doesn't mean they're smart. One of the things that um, I fight against is very often people will take what uh, what the dead say as, as true. They don't know what's above them. That's one of the problems we have. Um, so they'll give you things as if, because it's what they think. And I'm, I'm dead. I must know. So therefore this is what I think. Not true. Um, one of the best communicators in recent years is Mikey Morgan. Um, his book is flying high in spirit. A young snowboarders account of his ride through heaven. He was someone who became almost a perfected being in the 1600s and he wanted to communicate with us. So the only way he could do it was to take a brief Earth lifetime, and he died when he was 20 in, 19, uh, in 2007. And he began to communicate first with his mother, who said she never would have signed up for this, and uh, then through her, and that's how his book was written. And it's the most accurate account I've ever found by a dead person. Uh, it includes things that we really haven't known before, but he's a sixth-level being. He's almost at the level of the source. So it's not surprising he knows all that stuff. Most most of the others do not. And I know there are some popular accounts out that are different from what Mikey says. Mikey, What Mikey's saying is the truth. 
So that's that's a really important point that I don't hear often enough is that just because they're dead doesn't mean they're smart. Absolutely. So we're still talking to, about someone about their opinion rather than uh, ultimate truth. Yes. Yeah. And one of the interesting things about people like like Mikey, who are at a very high level, is that you'd never know it because he speaks as such a humble person. It's like the higher they go, the more they understand uh, how to be humble and how not to feel that, that, that the ego dissolves. I mean, he's just a wonderful person. His book is great and it's funny and all of this wonderful stuff. And yet when he was here, when, when his, for a time, um, I, I knew his, his mother, she's gone down to do some other things and she would, I would ask questions and she would answer them after doing the pendulum with Mikey. And I was astonished because he would say things. I never heard him do anything that was not true, but then he would go on a little bit farther. It really is a big reality that, that people at the highest level can communicate with us. It's beautiful. Why is it so difficult to communicate with those that have crossed? I mean, isn't it's not just like anybody can do it. No. Think about your Channel 5 newsman and your Channel 6 newsman, if you have them live on air, and one wants to say something to the other, but they don't have electronics. They're right. They're the vibrate, on a vibratory level, they're exactly almost in the same place, but they can't communicate. That's exactly the problem we have. Because even though they can lower their vibration to ours, the fact that we are energy beings and they're energy beings makes it very hard to communicate. We have to literally be able to almost do a mind meld to do it. Mm. Mm. So a mind meld, but the frequency is off, right? It's always off. Now, people can train themselves to to communicate. One of the best uh, mediums are actually communicating with the dead directly. Telepathy so does we're going to talk about how we can develop that as individuals on the other side of a break. Roberta and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive our amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Also, email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, 
Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Our guest this hour is Roberta Grimes, the author of many fine books on death, dying, purpose, and spiritual evolution. Her website, robertagrimes.com. Roberta, we were talking... What were we talking about? We were talking about how do, we, do the individual uh, manage to communicate? How can we tune ourselves in to talking to those that have crossed? 
what I can recommend to you is a book called Soul Smart. It's just out from Suzanne Wilson, who is, in my view, and I've tested a lot of them, the best evidential medium a living. And the book is all about exactly what you're talking about. Again, it's called Soul Smart. It's about how people who are not psychic can begin to learn how to communicate with their loved ones. Uh, it's I, I resist it personally. I don't know why, but I, I try not to communicate at all. If, if I get an impulse that I think is my mother, I resist it. That's, we're all different people. But especially widows and widowers really want that touch. And, of course, with children, we want that, that connection. Uh, but here's a scoop uh, that I'll give you. Uh, I realized only recently, and I've begun to hear more and more instances of it, that people have, if they're really close, can go back to having physical sex after death. So there's that. <laughs> well, we can we can we can sign up for that. That's an interesting concept. <laughs> I think it makes amazing. dying worthwhile, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, Roberta, based on your experience, what do you think is going to happen to you when you die? To me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be very happy. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, like you cannot imagine, because I know, you know, I know who's. I've already, I've already talked with my primary guide about uh, leaving, and I, he tells me that, and I, I speak through Suzanne Wilson. I can't speak to him individually, but he says I've requested in those meetings to, that I ride out on my horse, and he said it's already been arranged. When you see your horse, you'll know it's time to get out of the body and get on, which I think is great, don't you? Oh, I mean, absolutely. How much fun is that? Who's your primary guide? In his next to last lifetime, he was Thomas Jefferson. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. So are all of our guides ones that have been incarnate before, or are, do we have some spirit guides that have not been physically present? My understanding is that everyone's primary guide has been in bodies before, and, they, and they're usually people we're close to on an eternal level. I've had 17 lifetimes with my guide. I didn't find it out till he said that that was the case, but I now have some memories, actually, of some of those lifetimes. That's amazing if you can start to recall. What, what causes that recall? I don't know. It's just, I, I was, um, with, Suzanne said, oh, I see a teacup. And it's got little pink roses, and, and a, man, a man's hand reaches for it. And within an hour after she said that, I knew what that was. We were sitting in the cabinet at Monticello. He's a very old man. I'm a young man. And um, he, we're talking about the, 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 the genuine Jesus. And I see that old hand reach for the, the teacup. It's amazing. We were sunlight screaming in the room. He, he has talked about a couple of other of our lifetimes. I'm always a man, by the way. I'm almost never a female. And uh, and I, I can sort of envision those. But the thing with the teacup was really striking to me. You know what it feels like when you talk about it? It's like how we will um, have something uh, trigger a recall of a dream. When we yeah. get up in the morning, we know we had a dream. We can't remember a thing about it. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, something will happen, and the whole thing will come back. Yes. And even memories of your present life. You know, people talk about deja vu. Um, If you go to a place you haven't been in in a long time, suddenly you remember things. I'm working on a book now. And um, look, and when I was looking for quotations, um, we, we lived a long time ago, we lived next to Dick Gregory and his family. And I found a quotation from Dick Gregory, where he talked about something. And I realized that 
suddenly I could remember the whole morning when I, we were visiting and he was talking about it. But that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that happens where we have so many memories. I think of it as a guy with a green eye shade and a very bad filing system. And you ask him <laughs> a question and once in a while he can pull out the answers. Long, you know, long, dusty, hanging, naked bulb, that kind of a situation in the attic of your brain. <laughs> yeah, that's not how my brain feels most of the time. <laughs> right. right. So how do, how do we know it's time to reincarnate when, we, when we're in the afterlife? We crave it. Um, take every craving that you've ever had for food, for sex, for money, for whatever, and that it doesn't compare to the craving we begin to develop to grow spiritually because we see the more advanced beings. They can easily come lower and we can and they teach us. They're, they teach us in our lower levels, but we can't go higher and we want to go higher. And from there, since there's no time, it looks like it's going to be just an afternoon in the gym. That's all. And it's, I don't care. I'm going to make it as hard as possible because I really want to grow. And that's one reason people get themselves in trouble. They plan lifetimes that are too difficult. Yeah. Wish I'd have read the small print comes yes, to mind, right? Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. As a lawyer, you'd understand that, right? Yes, totally. So, Roberta, do we have a choice in the matter of where, when, and how we reincarnate, or are we just kind of along for the ride? No, we have a choice. We, we, we meet with, our, with other people from our soul group and we plan it all out with them. The, the people who will be significant, um, a spouse, a child. Sometimes, in my case, the people that I, the, my birth family was not my soul group. Usually it is because Thomas and I were working out work I was going to do at this time of my life. Basically, he's driving my train now. Everything I do is, is trying to complete work he wanted to get done when he was Thomas Jefferson, believe it or not. Did, but you had to agree to that, or is that just the well, way? Yeah. Sure, I was thrilled to agree because I'm very happy about it now. Yeah, um, it's he. According to him, I didn't have much more of my own work to do, and he really wanted to get these things done, and they're important, really, for the world. And so, therefore, I said, "Yeah, let me get my work done, and I'll just finish my life doing your stuff." So that's the deal we made, and that's what I'm doing now. Here you are, huh? Yes. Why, why do we have amnesia when we're born? Why do we forget the afterlife? Because if you knew that this was just an illusion and it wasn't, and you did, then you wouldn't take it seriously. I mean, that's, an, that's one of the reasons there's this peculiar um, math-based physics in this level of reality, too, because your mind is so powerful, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take anything seriously if you could easily use your mind to manipulate reality, which you could do without this different physics here, which exists nowhere else in all of reality. So how can we tell which is the illusion? Well, I think it's all illusion, because in essence, the only thing that exists is mind. But this is the less real illusion, let's just say. The people who who have been in both places and they're now in what we think of as the afterlife, which is really main, our main life, they tell us this is the illusion and that is more real. So I guess I take them at their word. But it's all illusion. Good point. <laughs> yeah. All illusionary. It's just a matter of translation, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Your, your, your um, radio show is called Seek Reality. Why did you choose that name? Thomas did. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, he's still driving, huh? <laughs> he's completely driving my train. And, and there are days when I say, look, I want a break, but I never get one. Um, the, we, nothing about what we believe or see around us is real. Nothing that is being told to us by science or by our religions is real because they're just belief systems, both of them. And they're, 
so my feeling is we all ought to be finding out what the genuine truth is. There is a genuine truth, and it's possible to use aspects of science, aspects of religion, and and uh, mainly what the dead are telling us to put together that reality. And that's what we're, I'm trying to do. Plus, it lets me have all kinds of interesting guests because there's so many ways to approach understanding all aspects of reality. It, I have a lot of fun with my guests. It's fun. So how how do we know the dead are real and how do you know that what thomas is telling you is real if everything is an illusion everything is an illusion but what's part of the uh, what what's the genuine part of the illusion and what's totally made up i think that's what you're asking me how do you how, how would i know for example that he is the Thomas Jefferson, who was a founding father and lived at Monticello. Well, there's actually a funny answer to that. Um, he communicated um, through, um, uh, what is his name? The, the, the deep direct voice medium. Oh, not, I keep thinking Edgar Casey. that's not who it is. It doesn't matter. He, can, he communicated through him in 1960 when I was 14, so I'm sure he was bored out of his skull. So he tried communicating that way. And when I heard the voice because I recorded this voice that came through. It was exact. It, I knew that voice immediately. It was exactly the voice I remembered, this old version of Thomas Jefferson's voice. And when Suzanne heard it, she said, I didn't believe it was really Thomas Jefferson until I heard it. That's the same voice I'm hearing too. And she said, the, the way he is, because he doesn't want to talk about anything other than, um, you know, spiritual advancements, saving the world, all of that stuff. She said, I wouldn't have believed it till I heard that. That's how I felt um, mm. as well. But we, we have about a minute left. Would you mind telling us the most important thing you've learned about reality through your research in Dead, Dying, and Beyond? The only thing that's real is love. And you, each person listening, you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end, and you are infinitely loved. We cannot imagine how we are loved. We had nothing ever can harm us. Every time I have you on the show, time has just gone way before we're out of amazing things <laughs> yes. to talk about. Not thank really you, way. <laughs> no, thank you so much for being with us once again, and hopefully we can do it again in the near future. Thank you, Gilda. Have a lovely day. You too. Our guest this hour has been Roberta Grimes, the author of many fine books on death, dying, purpose, and spiritual evolution, and the host of Seek Reality Radio Show, radio show heard right here on xzbn.net. Her website is robertagrimes.com, and you don't want to miss the other fine shows on xzbn.net. There's a whole gang of them to choose from. This has been The Science of Magic. Join our email family to be the first to receive our thought-provoking, topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones. May you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you live a life to die for.